This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. <laughs> Kundalini Yoga, known as the Yoga of Awareness, is an ancient technology for awakening the life force lying dormant within each one of us. Conceptualized as a sleeping serpent, coiled up at the base of our spine, this latent source of primordial energy is mobilized through the actions and components of the kriyas that lie at the heart of kundalini yoga practice. A kriya is a sequence of physical movements or postures that often include pranayama, breathwork, mantras, sacred syllables, mudras, hand positions, bandhas, body locks, as well as eye focus and angular positions to awaken, direct, and contain the flow of this spiritual energy within. The benefits of kundalini yoga are felt on both the physical and the etheric planes, since as that dormant force arises, it strengthens our vitality and sense of well-being, while simultaneously expanding our consciousness and enhancing our capacity for joy and fulfillment through divine union, the ultimate goal of all yogas. As such, it is both a therapeutic as well as a highly potent spiritual system, culminating in our awakening and transformation. Our moods, attitudes, and general outlook on life are related to the light that shines forth from within us. In Kundalini Yoga, we call it radiance. Valeria Telles interviews Karuna Kundalini, devoted mother, daughter, sister, friend, coach, speaker, and teacher, bringing compassion, enthusiasm, and pure joy to every kundalini yoga practice. A devoted mother, daughter, sister, friend, and teacher, Karuna brings her own unique brand of compassion, enthusiasm, and pure joy to every kundalini yoga practice. Based in Boulder, Colorado, she teaches daily group yoga classes and private lessons, leads weekend intensives on varying themes, including relationships, women's issues, and mastering challenges, and leads retreats internationally. Karuna is an associate-level trainer in the Aquarian Trainer Academy. She arranges Level 1 teacher training programs and Level 2 teacher training modules in conjunction with lead teachers from the Kundalini Research Institute. In addition, she offers guided health cleanses and organizes special events featuring world-renowned Kundalini yoga teachers, artists, and musicians. Certified in teaching yoga to children, teenagers, and prenatal moms, Karuna has taught for the Santa Monica Malibu School System in California, leading classes for second and fourth graders, as well as high school students. Meet Karuna at lightonkundalini.com. Here's the interview with Karuna Kundalini.
in your own words, who is Karuna Kundalini? Well, Karuna, <laughs> blessings, Valeria, for having me on your show today. I'm always blessed to um, speak from the heart about Karuna. Karuna was a name, is a name, means compassion. And compassion to me, when the name was offered to me in Varanasi and Banars, India in 2004, it changed my life because when you're offered a spiritual name, you have to live to that um, that gift. In my way, I'm a devotional bhakti yogi and uh, yogini, and I teach kundalini yoga. Um, so that's the that's the kundalini of it, and that's the energy that lies dormant at the base of our spine and the tip of our tailbone. And once that is released, and I say always ask all beings to find it through devotion and not so much a rigid, you know, linear practice, but more a spontaneous awakening where yet you are healthy um, enough to apply the awakening to some sort of new life force inside of you that you've been authentically invited and given in, in from the womb but yet um, hesitant to go into. So compassion has many different faces. Karuna has many different faces, and it goes very well with me. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, that <laughs> sounds beautiful. Different faces, yes. Hmm. Compassion. Um, so many questions came to mind. How would you describe the feeling of compassion, Karuna? It's soft, it's beautiful, and yet it's very, um, I love my, in my deity of Kuan Yin, Mercy. She says she won't leave the planet Kuan Yin until the last tear is dropped. And that means subtle, that means subtle, that means simply letting the softness of love come in through devotion and place of the harsh Piscean way in which has nothing to do with the astrological sign of Pisces. It's in the old Kali Yuga, the dark, coming into this light force of the Aquarian age, which we will settle in in the next 11 years, activated in 1945. So and actually hit on um, March 20. First, 2020, that spectacular day that we'll all remember when we all were in lockdown. And it was like, okay, ready, steady, let's go. <laughs> yeah, wow. So you do connect the events in 2020 to spiritual evolution, right? I do. And I hope everyone will take this opportunity to look back and see how they connected it to their spirituality and their evolution and how they brought their homesteads into homeschooling, into participating, into feeding each other, holding each other and finding room for more openings. Mm, yes. I love that word, um, being open, flowing with life and curious. Is compassion for others connected to self-compassion? I don't think you can find compassion for others until you have self-love. 
and right. self-care and self-compassion because there's no spaciousness when we're contracted. And when we open up these values inside of this on a cellular and the atom of each one of our being with compassion, also inviting forgiveness to find more compassion and spaciousness, then we have an opportunity to share. And until we open up our vessel through kundalini yoga, through breath work, through the prana, the breath. It doesn't have to be extensive movement. You just have to breathe, and it's your God-given gift. You can't live without breath. So we have to find that compassion and that spaciousness, inviting more and more teachings awareness, awakenings, yoga practice, meditation practice into really understanding compassion because she has, like I mentioned, so many different faces. She's got a bold face. She might be Kali. She might be Durga. She might be Kuan Yin, she might be Mother Mary. She's got so many different faces. Um, Karuna Mayama, Saraswatiji, there's so many, there's Hindu, there's so many different aspects of compassion. Yet the, you know, the Bodhisattva in all of us is compassionate, is to the self-service of others, is to be willing to offer what we can in kindness and generosity. And it's not just the flowering of these words coming through me to you, to each, to our listeners. It's really the activation inside of you where you have the capacity. And that's where we call in, you know, so many parts of practice. Do you define self-love and self-care in the same way? Or they are different components, they are different practices, per se. Yeah, it's all one big, you know, bubble yeah. of <laughs> and energy. Energy is energy. Love is love, right? Then you want to have self-care. You want to take a bath. You want to walk on the Mother Earth and nature. Listen more deeply. You want to care more, more for others, and reach out to, you know, bring a neighbor cookies if they're not, you know, even if they're feeling well. Just there's no, there's no any reasoning behind service, you know, and serving. And when you can serve yourself and you're rested, Valeria, this is the key: is rest. Yeah. It's- so true. We don't have to shove a practice down your throat. True. So true. In your body every day. You can true. live 24-7 in self-care and self-love. Even when it's not so pretty. Even when you do a face plant. You know? It's, you get yourself up and you run like a, you know, a hero to get to some help. That's self love when your you know nose is from yourself you know a face plant you trip people trip we trip and nobody is immune from that so it can become a way of living a way of being oh yes it's got to be and yeah because then we're not segmenting and separating our 
our quadrants into like, I only have time for this yoga practice one and a half hours or one hour or 10 minutes or three minutes. And that's it. And I'm off, you know, it's when you can extend your breath into a longer, deeper, more awakening. There's so much love inside of you and practice that's just waiting for you to open up and be realized with yourself listening to yourself listen to anybody you've got the answers within and that's why I love the kriyas that come with kundalini yoga because there's over 4,000 kriyas and that's an ancient teaching so it's wisdom yeah what a beautiful message um that everything's happening within it's accessible it's here now it's just being open to uh, listen. I love that. I love that. Listen to the intuition, listen to life itself. And it's the idea of flow. It really comes to me as flow. And taking time to ask questions. That's what I love about, and and that, that takes, that takes courage and grit and, and, and community to feel safe in your environment, to heal from grief to go down deep and under that anger where that grief lies and say, I'm willing to look at you, dear grief. I love you. I want to hold you and help you through this. And it's me doing me, right? You go out and finding someone to do you. You do you. You know where to access you. You definitely do. So true. What are some of the signs, Karuna, of healing? How do we learn to recognize the feelings and the signs that when healing is taking place? Your tears come more often. Your heart is sensitive to what you're hearing and you can calculate how you're hearing it by your reactiveness. And if you're against, you know, what you're listening to, you probably need it a lot more. It's the resistance and the overacting of, you know, and with the interaction of, oh, wow, I super, I need to hear this. This is not feeling cozy at all. I, this feels very uncomfortable. My ego is being challenged. I have no answers. I'm humbly got my tail between my legs. <laughs> I'm scared to death. My fear is overcoming me. I need to work on myself. Because you honestly, we don't have to live in fear anymore, Valeria. That fear is obvious and it's not relating to who we are in our evolutionary spiral. We have a new spiral from the tip of the tailbone going up the spine. And when we hydrate, eat a good diet, you know, some of that, some of that is all about diet and too much sugars too much uric acid in the body and it's not really to do with you know the valve of unity anymore it's really to do with um your ego i have to be this way i have to eat this way i have to drink this way this is who i am and it's certainly the cause of a habit and once we get into that habit 
you know, we have a 40-day meditation to break any habit you want to break, but it takes 40 consecutive days to break it, and that's the willingness to commit. And commitment brings character, and character brings dignity and divinity, and grace is the ultimate expression of compassion. Yeah, I love that message of the body holding these energies and these ideas and concepts of uh, of who we are. It's false beliefs and limiting ideas. It's, yes, it's so that true. Chaos, that chaos that we're watching globally and these, you know, Afghanistan, it's seriously, you know, the slavery, you know, we're billions, we're so many years old, and yet it's, you know, slavery ended 200 years ago only. That's not a long time ago. And, yeah. you know, we're trying to pioneer, trying to shift the consciousness. And in meditation, on a daily basis, we can shift this meditation to a global human family where we're talking from our pineal gland and everybody's radiating. Doesn't this sound delicious? <laughs> it does. I mean, <laughs> it does. No? Yeah. Like uh-huh. the ocean all day long. <laughs> You get hit by the wave and you uh, just, you know, you swim with it or against it or, but you're conscious of it. question that I usually ask, not to everyone, I'll ask you, is about this moment in time where humans on earth lived in harmony when the energies of masculine and feminine, they were balanced. Did this ever happen before? from your um, awareness or... Let's take it back to the Native Americans, shall we? Mm, yeah. Where they, you know, where they had the sweat lodge, where they had the teepee, where they had the red coat, where they were nurturing women and, you know, in their cycles, where they were waking up every day to the ultimate being, the one with everyone. You know, this is... This is something that we're trying to become brand new at and whether we have had this before universal freedom for all humans before we have and that is part of what you know our whole cleaning up the types of these treatments of this unification that we're trying to find because if we to answer your question, I feel like we wouldn't know what it would be like to be have this conversation if we hadn't been here before. Mm, right, Karuna. That is so true. It's a remembrance, right? Mm. Yeah, but we need to reunite the person and the shadow so that this whole heart and the psyche can resonate and understand, oh, shadow, yeah, make an effort to show up, right, with your shadow and say, geez, you know, and it's that egocentric, ethnic-centric, that world-centric we're moving into. We're going to open up this paradigm with your podcast, with everyone's willingness to really bow back down to the earth, take care of global warming, but we have to do it. And we are the pioneers. We know how to do this. I love your answer. So if we are speaking about it, it's because we have been there before and we are remembering that. We're remembering exactly, exactly. And then, you know, we just have to have patience. Yeah, patience, right, which is part of love. 
such a patience. Patience pays at the hand of God, and God is generator, organizer, delivery. Let's stand back, you know, and exchange um, this heart intuition. Mm. Yeah. What do you love most about being in a human body? Love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it goes back to love. <laughs> I mean, I love nature that I can see through my eyes. This beautiful planet. I love learning from, you know, from each other, from you, from all our wonderful teachers out there that are so willing to jump on these podcasts and, you know, in however way we can deliver the message. And then to watch this first snowfall coming down out my window, sitting right here with you and just seeing the old, you know, the pots that were so beautiful just a month ago, just settle back down and let the leaves fall, the aspens drop and, you know, become mulch. And here we go again. So we're doing that with our body. We give ourselves time to heal and then we find that, oh, I'm waking up so peacefully in the quiet of you know, nature. Even if I'm in a big city, I'm not isolated from the reality of what people are going through and how, we've, how, we, how this grid can become um, effortless to reunite. We need to clean up. You know, we work with so many aspects of waking up growing up cleaning up with yoga and then to show up and now we're talking with the word you love so much that you've heard from this conversation opening up yeah openness that is um, to me the key to unlock then what we call freedom or liberation and uh, when you talk about nature yeah that's that's what we see in nature it's just it just is what it does, what it does, and uh, it's the most beautiful thing. It's not perfect, but it's, it's just the most amazing thing. And we are nature, right, Karuna? We are not apart from nature. We are so nature, and we are so, you know, willing. The most important part in my loving, you know, living is recovery. I love when you come to me with an addiction or you have a problem or, you know, I've been there. I've lived through so many lifetimes of these, you know, these same conversations on, you know, many different careers I've had in the public eye and, you know, and humbly a mother and, you know, and being in the world of entertainment and acting and modeling and all these different aspects of the hashtag me too and whatnot. It's just endless amount of experience that we have in this life too. So, you know, somebody asked me the other day, you know, how did you go from being, you know, a Ford model in New York to a yoga teacher in Colorado or universally? And I just said, I have no clue. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a beautiful answer. It's life It's life <laughs> It changes every 18 years. It changes every seven years. It changes every 11. So life cycle changes and lifestyle changes. And, of course, we mature 
and we take responsibility, bring peace to others, right? Yes, patient. Stop bullying yourself. Look in the mirror. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Heat comes, the inner heat, if you have a rash on your face, comes from the diet, comes from the too much heat in the body. So supplements with, you know, celery and parsley and juicing and understanding there's a way through every block, just start. And yoga has everything to do. One is yoga means union, and it really tries to uh, guide us to balance. It's all about that, isn't it, Karuna? Harmony and balance. Oh, perfectly said. So beautifully said. One of the wonderments about kundalini yoga is four steps. Poke, provoke, confront, elevate. So we do, you know, 45 minutes of movement and then 11 minutes of meditation. Because at that 11-minute mark, that last bit, you elevate. And if I leave you in a class hanging and unbalanced, then I haven't done my job. And there's just so much to offer in meditation for you to sit with yourself. And whether you add mantra, which is really what brought me to Kundalini Yoga was was the mantra, the mudra, the body locks, and the sound current, Valeria, the sound. Because, you know, most people are, you know, a lot of humans are talking from chakras, right? So every chakra tells a story, and you know where everyone's coming from. They can come from that neutral mind, that heart chakra, Working through the negative mind, which is below the navel, above the navel, positive, and then land in the heart, and then go up, up, and up through the upper triangle. That's the frequency we want to resonate from. And that's the frequency in which your, your whole, your whole um, body will supply the nectar and the serum and the super amazing hormones that, excuse me for this. It's so funny. It says bountiful on the phone. I love bountiful. And it is. It's exactly the message is I am beautiful. I am bountiful. I am blissful. And you see when you answer the call, you always know it's in pure alignment when you can just answer the call to your soul. And that's super um, enlightenment. That's what we're waking up from. Day-to-day mm. -day, uh, dream state to this awakened state. Yeah, so it is uh, a movement, a dance, right? It's such a movement, dear. Oh, my God, especially, you know, you can do it right where you're sitting. You can move it. You don't have to do go anywhere. It can be felt, yeah, even when you speak. Um, the body, and it feels yes. different. So yes, it, your voice resonates in the frequency yeah, it just claps from you inside and smiles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Smile on your face, it's vitality. I mean, it's stamina and vitality. 
Yeah, when you talk about sound, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and sound current. And when you chant, that's fifth chakra, that's your throat. And that's the only one of the 10 bodies, the physical body, and it's around your throat chakra. You have a, a course that is titled 81 Facets of the Mind. Talk to me for a moment about that. I invite everybody to join this course, and it's available for you on Vimeo. It's 81 Facets of the Mind. What we've done is we've taken each aspect and each each part of your mind has a projection and an aspect that goes along with it. So in case you're wondering if today I'm to be the manager of my company or my CEO and where where am I going to find my projection and how am I going to deliver my speech from there and where am I you know where they're going to hear me and I can understand you know I take my notes I bring my notes and I'm you know my managerial skills with me and that's just one aspect and facet of the mind that has to go deeper. There's the producer, there's the defender, there's the artist, there's the actor. There's so many different aspects. And then there's the archetypes that go with each one of the aspects. So when you go into the manager and you just deliver your speech and nobody hears you, that's because you're not looking at the projection of what your outcome is. And you're not looking at the aspects in which people can understand what you're delivering to them to get some results for what you want. So we've tapped in with videos. We've we've focused on all 81 facets and we've made videos to each one of the facets. And so we have multiple videos that goes with one, each one. And you can just zoom right into that part of the brain that holds you back from being your truest voice. And that truest voice is is not truly found on the you know on the on the on the level outside of you it's you have to go in and meditate with that that honesty of that aspect and that projection of that manager before you go out and put yourself on the line in front of you know 10 20 100 people and try to sell them something for example I'm just using the manager or the producer that's pitching a project, right? But each one of these has to be meditated with so you can check it off, so you can understand where it's coming from because otherwise it'll you'll have a bit of a hiccup. There's something in our subconscious patterns, Valeria, that take us away from our true essence of a delivery of a speech which is even hard to say here with you because there's a there's a bit of a hesitation that we all want to say, we all want to know, we all want to give and deliver, but things come in the atmosphere around you and within you that bring on that that voice that is hesitant to Express because of there might be someone more important in front of you that you haven't tapped into that consciousness of 
I am who I am. That is that bountiful, blissful, whatever, right? You haven't tapped into that strength. But once you go into this, these 81 facets with each video, you just check them off. Each one of them you check off and they're quite happy then. That's all you, by the way, is quite happy in your mind that you understand where you're going to when you're delivering that that project or you're trying to get that job or you're, you know, or it's just a sleep pattern or it's a, you know, it's a, it's a habit or whatever it is, you're just tapping in. And it's, it's quite a fun adventure, these 81 facets. It's super amusing. Wow. It sounds like, like it. <laughs> never, ever seen such a map of my mind before. I never knew that these facets it's even existed. Yeah, that makes me think about alignment. So all parts of ourselves, they are resonating with one another. And there's nothing really left out, like you said earlier about the shadow. Nothing is being excluded. So everything's included. That resonates very much because that's going back to wholeness, though. It's uh, really coming from that space of I know I am wholeness. I know I am life itself and there's nothing missing nothing and you can be honest about that you know you can be super true and super real when you come into that stage even if people don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> that happens too <laughs> that happens very often <laughs> very <Yeah>. often until <laughs> we wake up grow up clean up show up and do this together to open up it's gonna happen a lot but it's okay it's super okay because we're non-egoic right we have all the time in the world to explain maybe <laughs> a little bit more you need to know. You know, let me, but in non, a non-goic way. It's hard because the teenagers of today are really yearning for this. They're Aquarian, they know, but it's the older Piscean, older 50, 60-year-old, 70, that are just so stuck. They don't want to know they're in that, like the three and a half billion, you know, in their one religion. And so it's like, where do you bring in yoga, you know, and it, it, where you don't call it religious? It's not religion. It's not. Yeah, yoga is not a religious practice. Would you say it's a spiritual practice? Kind oh, of, yes. It is, right? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. But that's spirit, right? And spirit is soul. And that puts a beautiful light in your third eye point in your pineal gland. And it removes the old patterns. And so, yeah, it's super good. Yeah. So we're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you. It's, you. I mean, it's delightful to talk to you. I'll be here forever if I could. <laughs> I would just stay here and, uh, and listen and talk. You teach children too, right, Karuna? I do. I, teach, I love the innocence of the <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, they, just, they just fall. You know, I used to teach in the Santa Monica uh, charter schools. In California, and they would be in full lotus waiting for me. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. The, the yeah. second graders and the fourth graders, and they were like, look, 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 and they're yeah. so happy. 
<laughs> and the one about children is they're trying to get their parents in alignment. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. It's quite the opposite, the, the <laughs> dynamics there. Yeah. Yeah. They're first with their mats out and they're first and they're in the front of the row. <laughs> so they are open to it. That makes sense that they would be oh, open yeah, to this. So I have a few more questions, the ending questions. But before I ask them, would you like to add anything else that we didn't discuss? I just want to add the willingness to listen to you all. And to bring in an awareness where this isn't, you know, it's not a method acting course, which I've done plenty of. It's really about pairing away all those old patterns of, you know, of, of resentment, and regret, abandonment, grief and getting to the core of your authentic voice. And that's what I invite in with this yogic practice. And, you know, I'm on three times a week on Instagram, on Light on Kundalini, at Light on Kundalini. It's L-I-G-H-T. And it's, you know, it's a beautiful practice and it's simple and it's brand new every day. We come on at 9 a.m. on Mountain Time, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Valeria. And Saturdays are rebirthing. And so the rebirthing isn't your typical, I don't know what you guys have done out there as far as rebirthing, but these this is not what you're going to find here. You're going to find a reunification of you in such an authentic way. So, yeah, it's important. That's very inviting, of course. I love what you do, Karuna. Thank you so much for being open to these deeper wisdoms. My final questions, let me see, I have too many here. I'll ask you this one. What is another word for life? Light. What are three things you wish everyone to experience before they lose the body? Happiness, love, peace. Yeah. Thank you so much again for your presence, the work you do, uh, and everything else in between that could be felt today. Thank you. Thank you so much for your questions and for asking such pertinent, important ones for all your listeners. And bless you all out there in this world of Valeria Copeman. I'm so glad that I got to be a part of your show. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you, Karuna. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your work, products, services and future projects? Wonderful. Costa Rica, everyone. Let's come to Costa Rica. You can go to Light, L-I-G-H-T, on, O-N, Kundalini, K-U-N-D-A-L-I-N-I.com. And there you'll find the Costa Rica events and all the workshops. Also, Sacred Stories is a publication and our own publication where I'm host editor of an issuu.com slash light on light magazine and light on light press. So you can publish your book with us and look out for my new book coming out called The Yoga of Awakening and 
at Light on Kundalini on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm so, so blessed in Twitter and LinkedIn and everywhere. So let's let's communicate together, everyone. Let's open this conversation more deeply. And Valeria, thank you so much. Thank you, Karuna. We'll talk soon. Bye for now. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Karuna Kundalini and her work, please visit lightonkundalini.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.